Southern Heritage Bank is Central Louisiana's family of banks that provide that personal service in a corporate environment. Southern Heritage Bank is located 5211 Jackson Street. You can phone them at 318-561-2227. Southern Heritage Bank has a full range of services that are available such as online banking, freedom checking, 24-hour bank line. You can phone 1-800-992-7059. And we are an equal housing lender. Southern Heritage Bank promises prompt services without unnecessary hassle. Come in. Let us service your banking need. Again, that all-important phone number is 318-561-2227. Your life is a wreck. Your car is a wreck. Will your family be next? At Hunter and Beck, it's not about the money. It's about respect. With Hunter and Beck, you get experienced trial attorneys. 318-487-1997 or 800 448 8614. And remember, at Hunter and Beck, you get Hunter and Beck. Thank you for tuning in for today's message with Reverend Larry R. Turner. If you would like a copy of today's message, you can contact the church office at 318-443-8715 to purchase a CD for only a $7 donation. Always remember, it's worth a trip to come and visit Christian Love Baptist Church, 3515 Hudson Boulevard, Alexandria, Louisiana. Welcome to a broadcast of Live Big Ministries, a ministry of Hollywood Presbyterian Church in Shreveport, Louisiana, where Harry Cooper Jr. is pastor and spirit coach. We're located at 2840 Hollywood Avenue. At Live Big Ministries, we are encouraging and equipping people to live in victory every day, believing in God. We worship each Sunday at 1030 and hold Bible study each Tuesday at 630. If you're interested in prayer or counseling, call us at 318-610-0068. You can also follow us at livebigministries.com or on Facebook. Listen now to a recent message from Pastor Harry Cooper. Psalm number 150. Listen for the word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise God in God's sanctuary. Praise God in God's mighty firmament. Praise God for God's mighty deeds. Praise God according to God's unsurpassing greatness. Praise God with trumpet sound. Praise God with lute and harp. Praise God with tambourines and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe. Praise God with all, praise God with clanging cymbals. Praise God with loud clashing cymbals. Let Everything that breathes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is God's word for God's people. Begin this morning with an illustration. The story is about a man and a family. And in this family, the father of the family and husband within the family was an alcoholic. And try as they might, every time they tried to confront the father, the alcoholic, he never wanted to hear it. It was as though he shut down. 
Every time they wanted to do an intervention, he simply walked out of the room. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And the family continued to just pray for the father. They said, oh, Lord, just deliver him from this alcoholism. Lord, deliver him from this addiction. Lord, can you just take the taste away? But pray as they might and seek to intervene as they might. He continued to live a lifestyle of alcoholism. And if you have ever been around an alcoholic, you know that they manifest themselves differently. In his alcoholism, he was not a calm, quiet alcoholic. His alcoholism fueled levels of rage. And so it was always concerning, not just for his own health, but for the health of those who were around him. I don't know if you've ever been around alcoholics, but it is a, or anyone with a level of addiction, But if you have ever been around someone who has addiction, you know the toll that it can take on on their loved ones. Am I right about it? It can, you always are hoping for the best for them, but still it does not happen. As it was, this family that for 30 years prayed and did their best to deliver this father and husband from their alcoholism for 30 years they prayed and then one day they came across psalm number 150 and they began to internalize it in a way that they had never internalized it before instead of praying against the father's alcoholism, instead of praying for him to be delivered as though there was something inherently wrong with him, instead of praying that prayer, they got together and said, you know what? Let's thank God for his alcoholism. Now, you know that that is somewhat counterintuitive. Why would anybody thank God for something that they perceive to be negative. Why would anybody praise God for alcoholism or a drug addiction or anything else that had negative consequences? And then after praying, instead of praying for him to be delivered, they began to praise God for that. About a week later, this father came to them and said, I want y'all to tell me a little bit more about this Jesus thing because, I I mean, y'all been talking about this thing for years, but I never quite got it. Can somebody sit down and explain it to me? And then after, after that experience, about a month or two later, he had been completely delivered from his alcoholism. Instead of praying against him, when they began to praise God for him, it opened up places inside of him and them. You see, when you begin to praise, it has an effect on you. Imagine what it's like when you're around people who are positive or placing positive affirmations into your life. Does that make you feel better? Yes. 
if if you're around some people who are in your life who instead of trying to change you, instead of always trying to challenge you, spend some time just being with you. Instead of always trying to fix you. Anybody know some fixers? Every time they're trying to fix you, you might not want to say it that way. Next time, why don't you say it this way? You might not want to do it this way. Next time, do it that way. Now, understand that I, I confess there are some fixer tendencies in me. And, 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 and if, you, if the truth be told, most men who are in any level of relationship with a woman, when a woman comes to you with her issues or perceived problems, men immediately go into fix-it mode. You got a problem? Let me fix it. But what she might simply be saying is, I just want you to hear me. I don't want you to try to fix my problem. I just want to know that you're listening, that you care enough to spend some time to spend some time with me and listen to what I am saying. Any? Uh, uh, just let me. Am I right, ladies, gentlemen? Am, am, is this pretty consistent with your thought processes? That 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 when 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 a woman comes to when when, when Linda comes to me with an issue, I'm trying to fix it. I don't, I don't need a whole lot of more words. You told me to tell me the problem. I don't need all the, all, all the fringes stuff. Just tell me what's wrong and then let me fix it because I am the man and I like to fix things. But the same way, sometimes it's just listening. To be with a person, the best way to show love oftentimes is not fixing a problem but walking with some someone in the midst of what they declare a problem and in walking with them in affirming who they are where they are as they are you begin to see that what seemed like a problem may not have been a problem at all it was simply an opportunity to grow closer to someone that you loved there is power in praise there is power in being able to no matter what your situation or circumstance might be to still be able to praise last week we talked about that we talked about how can i sing the songs of zion while in a strange land and we talk about being able in our praise to be defiant and that we have to have that ability to just defy and to be determined because you won't praise instinctively when you're going through a tough time Instinctively, when you're going through your toughest seasons and your most difficult times, your instinct is to do what? To talk about the problem. You start talking about, man, oh, I woke up and my back was aching. Lord, if I could just wake up without a backache. So now you are focusing on what may be lost as opposed to what may be left. And when we focus on what is lost, we drain ourselves of the ability to praise for what we have left. Psalm 150 is written in such a way that it has every verse of Psalm 150 starts the same way. It starts with praise the Lord. 
It gives a declaration of something that we are intended to do. Then we understand why then in the book of Philippians, where Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always again, I will say rejoice. The always narrative is saying that your praise is not based on your predicament. Our praise is not based on what we are going through. Our praise is based on who we are praising. Our praise is not based on being happy. Our praise is based on being hopeful. Uh, you, you can check, check that with you. Praise is based on consistently being hopeful because you know whose you are. Now, there are some benefits that start occurring when we start to praise. When we start praising, praising combats negativity. It's because it's saying that, let, let's say you're broke, and you start praying, praying, your prayer is, oh Lord, send money. Send money quick, fast, and in a hurry. So now, the lack and your perceived lack of something causes your body to respond to that. Your stomach starts to churn, your body gets tense, you become unable to focus on anything else because you are consumed with what you don't have. Now imagine if instead of praying from your position of lack, you began to praise God for your position of love. Lord, I love you. And I know that every good and perfect gift comes from you. Lord, I love you. And I know you will not leave me nor forsake me. Lord, I love you because I know you have loved me because it could have been worse, but I want to thank you for what I have. I know what I may have lost, but I want to thank you for what I have left. I want to thank you and praise you because you are, uh, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made in your image. I want to thank you and praise you because any perception of something that I might be missing right now is just inside of me, but it's not indi indicative of who you are. So Lord, I'm just going to start praising in the parking lot. I'm going to start praising before I get into the space and place that I want to be. I'm going to praise you in the parking lot. I want to praise you, praise you on the playground. I'm going to praise you before I get the thing that I'm thinking that I may be lacking. Does that make any sense? You see, because you start praising God, and then the scriptures say when the praises go up, then the blessings come down. It's not, in, it's not that the blessings have come down. It's that your perception and your sight has changed. Your sight line has changed. You, you, whereas you once only could see the problem, but you moved it around and you say, well, you saw that this situation was just part of a global situation, that it was only a part of it. It wasn't everything. But when all you could do was see it because that's all you were looking at because it was right in front of your face. But you start praising and you now expand your horizon. Praise combats negativity. Praise enhances hope. Because now you say, well, I, you know what? It's rough, been rough before. But you know what? No matter how rough it's ever been, no matter how sick you have ever been in your life, no matter how hurt you have ever been in your life, no matter how disappointed you have ever been in your life, no matter how depressed you have been in your life, guess what? 
you are still here. It did not consume you. Oh, it might have felt like it was consuming you. You might have spent days in your bed with the windows shut, but you're here today. You, you might still have come this morning with aches and pains in your body, and you might still have bouts of anxiety and bouts of depression, but guess what? You're here today. And when you begin to praise through, you get your breakthrough. Oh, yeah, praise through to your breakthrough. When you start praising, your body begins to do your things happen in your body. The endorphins in your body, which were all wrapped up and tangled up in your disappointment or your dis-ease, which caused dis-ease, your disappointment caused dis-ease, you were in a diseased situation, now you begin to get some help and some hope because of the dopamine levels in your body because your focus is no longer on your problem but on your possibilities. And so now, from a, from a physical standpoint, your body chemistry begins to shift. And as your body chemistry shifts, guess what happens? If you've been spending your days and nights walking with your head down because you're sad and you're mad and you're disappointed and you're feeling like nothing is working out for you, that's all you see. You can't see much further than the situation you're in. But if you start lifting up, you now see so much more. And when you begin to see so much more, that's why the scripture teaches us, look to the hills from which comes your help. Your help comes from the Lord. You see, you can't look to the hills if the hill is right in front of you. The hills have to be, in a, you have to be at a sight line from a bit of a distance to see the hills. And then you began to look up and you lift up. And as you lift up, your body feels better. Now you've got some more energy to deal with your situation. So you see how the, how, 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 how the devil works? If God inhabits the praise of God's people, the devil inhibits the praise of God's people. So that which God inhabits, the devil seeks to inhibit. So if you were to actually get a defiance in your praise, you begin to kick the devils behind because all the devil wants you to do is think about your problems. Because when you think about your problems, the devil is trying to share with you. If you think only about your problems, the devil is saying God is not enough for you. God's not good enough. God's failing you. Because all you can see is your situation and your struggle. But when you start praising through your struggle, the devil gets his behind kicked because he is no longer able to control you. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he wants to destroy your joy. He wants to destroy your hope. He wants to destroy your possibilities. And all he wants you to think about is your problems. But I stopped by to let you know today, there is some power in your praise. The power that happens when you start to praise gives you strength and confidence you may never have had before. Gives you the ability to run further, faster than you have ever run before because you know that there's somebody who's got your back. And you don't care. It's not saying your situation changes. It's saying your perspective of your situation changes. You, you can start praising with $5 in your pocket, and when you get through praising, 
you still going to have $5 in your pocket. But still, instead of thinking about $5 in your pocket and saying you needed 25 more, you imagine that if you weren't praising, you might need 30 more because you didn't have the five. So you start praising God for the five because the hill is just a little bit shorter. It's not as big as it would have been if you didn't have that five. You thank God for what you have. And then you work to invest the what you have because you believe that, you know what, I'm God, God, I'm just going to trust you for what you need for me to have. I know you've never left me nor forsaken me. There is power in our praise. Praise helps heal your mind, your body, and your soul. Praise is healing. Praise retrains the brain. Your brain is like a muscle. And if there is anybody here who has ever lifted weights or run or done any athletic activity, praise and your brain is a muscle. So when you exercise your brain one way, it's going to think that way consistently. So it will then anticipate a response based on whatever stimulus it has. So it's like if you see 225 pounds and you've been bench pressing 225 pounds, the brain says, oh, I can do this. If you're going to know the day is your max out day, you're going to see just how much you can do. The brain says, I better put some, restore some extra energy because we're going to do more than we have ever done before. The brain is trained to think that way and the body responds to that. Well, praise retrains your brain. Praise helps you to develop some new neuro neurological pathways so that instead of getting sad because somebody dies, you figure out, you know what? If it had not been for the Lord, I never would have known them. So the only reason we get sad when people die is because we know they're going to be, we're going to be detached from them. And that's real. That I mean, that's reality. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with that. I'm simply saying that another perspective that we add on to it as believers is the understanding that if it had not been for God in the first place, the person that we're crying about, we never would have known. So we would never have had the fullness of the experience. So instead of worried about crying or feeling bad because we're crying, we embrace the sadness you see instead of fighting it instead of then judging ourselves well you know you ought not be crying why are you crying no I'm who I am God loves me as I am so I'm gonna cry why because I want to cry it's been five months yes it has it's been 10 years yes it has 20 yes it has so what if I feel sad, I'm going to cry because my crying, my not crying, to make you feel more comfortable ain't going to do nothing. Jesus wept. But our perspective, we put it into a different perspective. So then our tears, which may have been initially in pain for loss, transforms itself into a of tears of praise because Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for the memory. I want to thank you for the day that this person made me laugh. I want to thank you. Oh God, you know how I used to hate when I had to pick up his clothes all over the floor, but Lord, I want to thank you that I was able to be there to pick up his clothes off the floor. Cause if it had not been for that, I would not have known how good you are. I'm just saying we figure out how we look at things and it changes 
changes the things that we look at. Praise invites God to a deeper realm of our being. Praise um, enhances relationships. You, you got a, a child or a friend or a co-worker, one of them that you might not be able to stand. Here you go. I'm just going to give you something. I know this is practical. You can use this tomorrow morning at the, at the water cooler, wherever you go. That person that you can't stand, find something positive to say to them about them. But I, I mean, you, you know they cut throat and they, they might, you might say something good and they might spit in your face. And you might not, because you're looking, you might not see nothing good about them, but you take the time to just pause for just a moment and just think about it and say, I like your shoes. Praise picks people up. They love it when, I mean, <laughs> they love it when you say something good about them. I, I, I mean, you know what? You sure are passionate about what you believe in. I can appreciate that. Well, yes, yeah, I am passionate, you low-down, dirty snake in the grass. Uh, <laughs> praise, when you do it, it helps to enhance relationships. If you have ever figured out and been in a, a, a relationship in which they are at odds with your mate, Find out something good to say about them. I mean, because the enemy wants you to only think about what you're mad about, what you're angry about. But God says, you know what? Uh, if there's anything noble, if there's anything good, anything trustworthy, think on these things. Praise enhances relationships. Praise makes the enemy flee. Psalm 63 says it like this, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Oh, that, that, I, I love that particular song. Because your love is better than life. A love that's better than life. It says your Everything I am, I owe it all to you. Your love is better than life. I would, I, in fact, without you, there is no life. Without you, I'm dead. I'm a dead man walking, dead woman walking. But with your love, I find life. And I know that I can be what I, what I envision myself being and becoming. If it had not been for you, I'd be nothing. So because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hand. Second, First Chronicles 16 says, praise the Lord, all people on earth. Praise God's glory and God's might. See, God's always going to be mighty. God's always going to be glorious. So you don't have to make something up to praise God for. Here's something. Praise him for his, glo for his glory and God's might. God is wise and powerful. Praise God forever and ever. That's what Daniel said in the second chapter. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. God rescues the oppressed from the power of evil people. That's Jeremiah 20 and 13. Let us praise God for God's glorious grace, for the free gift God gave us in God's dear 
some. That's Ephesians 1 and 5. The Bible is full of praises of God. We, we, we proclaim how great God is and tell of the wonderful things God has done. Psalm 75. Praise the Lord, all the people of earth. God is wise and powerful. Praise God forever and ever. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. God rescues the oppressed from the power of evil people. Let us praise God for God's glorious grace, for the free gift God gave us in God's dear son. Praise God. God is your God. Praise God who has given God's people peace and God promised as God promised that God would. Exodus 15 says, the Lord is my strong defender. He is the one who has saved me. God is my God and I will praise God, my father's God, and I will sing about God's greatness. I will tell of God's unfailing love. Are you with me? Are you with me? When I invite you into that, I invite you into this moment in which you just start counting your blessings and not your stressings. And even then, if you are stressed right now, look at your stress as being stretched, not just stress. Now, what happens when you stretch something? It expands its capacity. So if you're being stretched right now, it's only because God wants you to be able to handle all that God wants to pour into you. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So I'm just going to give you a moment right now, and I want you to think about something God is doing in your life or God has done in your life. And every time you think of something good that God has done or is doing or even can do in your life, I want you to say, thank you, Lord. This is K-A-Y-T. Gina.